Hey beautiful soul, this is the Menopause Coach Podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston. I'm helping you create a vibrant life of joy and happiness without your menopause stealing your personal power and sass. Together, we're making menopause mainstream. I think if males were educated, mm. and I think not only males, I think females need to understand menopause better. You know, I've had other, other family members that have went through menopause without any support or guidance from anyone. They didn't even know they were going through menopause. You know, the doctors are telling them that they're depressed. That in itself is wrong. Women are getting diagnosed with depression instead of being supported through menopause. Welcome back to another episode of the Menopause Coach Podcast. I am your host, as always, Adele Johnston, and I have a really exciting guest with me this week, ladies and gents that are listening to this. Everyone is welcome. I actually am interviewing my husband. So on the back of a very successful Instagram post that we done together, we told a little bit about our story and our background of when my menopause started, my perimenopause being diagnosed very early um, actually looking back it was probably in my early 30s that I'd started to really recognize some changes not understanding them of course but in my mid-30s at 36 fully understanding that this was not feeling normal and it did absolutely drive a massive wedge between my soulmate and my best friend at that point in time Sean and I have always had a very very close relationship and I am super grateful and always blessed every day that we have that relationship together so when I started going through my early perimenopause, experiencing all these different changes and symptoms physically, emotionally, mentally in my own body, it did start to unknowingly to me drive this massive divide between him and I over years. So we want to get together and share a bit more around the story behind all of this. And I think it's such an important episode that you're going to definitely want to share out with those male loved ones in your life, whether that male is your partner, your husband, your father figure, doesn't matter. It's important that men are brought along on this journey and understand the stories and the impacts that this can have on everyone's lives. So my husband, the amazing man that he is, has agreed to come and share his side of the story. And I'm a little bit nervous, I'm not going to lie, because we haven't actually sat down and openly spoken about this. So you are behind the scenes of us actually sitting together and talking about the impacts from our side of this situation. We're going to share with each other what came up during that time and we're going to listen to one another. So you are kind of almost in a bit of a therapy session with us today, which feels very daunting but exciting. And the hope from this episode is that you take away something where you can Hopefully, the biggest hope being, have the same or similar conversations with your wife, if you are a male listening to this, or your girlfriend or partner, and ladies that are listening to this, be able to listen into Sean's side of this story journey that we went on, appreciating that everyone's journey is different. Okay, so this is us sharing our journey to this point where I am now 39. So it's been a good kind of eight years of a journey through perimenopause for me with the diagnosis or confirmation being around about my 37th birthday. So I'm going to introduce you to my lovely beloved husband, Sean and we're going to go and jump straight into this one. I have got some questions that I know are going to bring out a lot in this conversation for us 
and just listen intently. Enjoy your walk if you're doing your steps for health right now. And if you are listening to this with a pen and paper ready, I know you are going to take some amazing notes down to have beautiful conversations with your own loved ones. Because at the end of the day, our relationships are everything to us. It's one of our strong, positive psychology pillars. So remembering, ladies, that your relationships are key and so is your communications. Okay, let's try and avoid any buddy going super introverted during perimenopause because the more we can talk and connect the better this journey gets to be for everyone so sean welcome to the menopause coach podcast hello <laughs> very nervous so bear with me everyone you're not nervous it's fine menopause can be a trigger for a breakdown in relationships for everyone okay same-sex couples we can experience a lot of triggering relationships with our parents or our children and I think what's important is that we appreciate and understand that it's not because we're broken or that we have or have not done anything right or wrong so when Sean and I started to go through our journey together we actually suffered a lot through unknowingly to us quite high impacting detachment issues and when we know our relationship and connections And those of you that do know Sean and I, you know that we are very much meant to be together. We are soulmates and I'm very blessed that we found each other so early into our lives. I think looking back to our story when we first met, this is quite funny actually. Sean being an Irishman who loved his alcohol and I was a student at the time and I remember on our first date going into a pub together and I was driving but because I had my student snap facts I could get two for one on bottles of beer or any alcohols and I got him very drunk very quickly and that was just a disaster because I was sober he was drunk and it was just like wow this is crazy but we got through that period. We enjoyed our younger years together and we have achieved a hell of a lot as a couple. When I started to disappear from who I was during menopause, I think what I didn't fully appreciate was that it had such a vast impact on him. And I appreciate for Sean that his love language is physical touch and intimacy. Sex is important for all men, not just my husband. But my physical touch was a pull away it wasn't uh I don't want to be I didn't want to be cuddled I didn't want to be touched I didn't want to have sex I didn't want any of that because my body was feeling very alien to me and I remember being so irritated by a lot of things that he was doing that looking back on now I think wow that that was really insanely uncalled for you know things like I, I even remember him leaving trainers lying in the hallway down the stairs So we've always had this little unit that we could leave shoes on in the hallway and he would chuck them in rather than place them and it would really significantly irritate the bones of me. I'm not so bothered by it now, but it was crazy how simple little things like that. If he sneezed or he coughed and I'd be like, you're so irritating. And unbeknownst to me, it was due to my hormone imbalance. Now, it's not an issue. Then... It was a big issue. So little things started to add up. Now, something that came about for me in this journey was I used to bleed a lot during and after sex. And knowing that sex was important for Sean, there would be some nights where I'd think, do you know what? I just I just need to get through it. I just need to do it. And it's a horrible thing to say that you just have to think you've got to just show up and do it as a woman. 
we should never feel we have to. Yeah, we and our partners certainly don't want that. I mean, if I asked you now, Sean, hearing all of this, you know, what's coming up for you and knowing that some of those nights I would show up thinking I just have to do this, but I didn't want to? It's not so much that. It's more the when we weren't intimate and we, we weren't connected and these things that you've talked about were happening with the... You know, with the trainers and and the, and the shouting and about silly wee things that would make us have arguments that we never had through a long relationship. You know, it, it kind of made me feel pushed out and 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 not loved. You know, a big part of feeling loved as a man is, as Adele says, is that sort of touch, feel, not even just sex, but cuddling and you know, you know, just just feeling generally loved and. The big part of it for me, my my memory was feeling pushed out and not loved and thinking that maybe Adele was kind of turning a page in her life and maybe was falling out of love for me. Um, that that was kind of what was going through my head and, and having, you know, and, and, and Adele doesn't really talk about this, but having had a bit of a mental health issues myself in the past and, and, and breakdowns in the past um, it probably played on me a little bit more you know having come through those episodes in the past successfully with with the help of Adele and and then to to, to start to feel unloved and you know in a relationship that I didn't think she wanted to be in and just because I wasn't getting what I was used to and not just sex but just everything in respect of you know feeling you know a bit of passion and compassion and and love and that sort of stuff so it was difficult for me because I didn't know any of what Adele was going through and I think Adele would probably tell you at that point in time she probably didn't even know what she was going through I don't think we both know now about menopause and she's very educated on the subject as as you all know but at that point in time probably wasn't and, and neither one of us knew what this was that we were going through so it was a very difficult period of our of our, of our relationship but we're, we're still here to tell the tale which is great mm, absolutely and yeah I had no bloody clue it was crazy right and I know that each of you listening to this have got your own stories where you think you know I, I maybe don't know what I'm facing right now and I hear you and I see you you're held so yeah it's um it's a journey right it's a journey and I think for for you and I Sean it's been one of those where we think back and we would talk lots about things like you know our vows for better, for worse, <laughs> and richer and poorer, and sickness and health. And, you know, these vows are not taken lightly. When we say our vows, we mean them. We mean we stand by one another. But it can be very challenging when you don't know who you are anymore. And I fully appreciate that Sean gets that because he did lose who he was through a very deep mental health illness. Very easy to be committed to the vows as well if if you know exactly what's going on but that's part of the problem with the menopause subject is there isn't enough education out there and people don't know enough about menopause not only males but obviously if a female doesn't really know fully about menopause when she's going through it how would a male be expected to know, you know? So I think I think uh, the education of males and females is, is very important. It's just to get people through and commit to their vows, you know, because they then know there is an issue here. It isn't that this person doesn't love me anymore. It's uh, they're going through something that they need support with. And if I had known what I know now about menopause, maybe I would have been 
better than how I helped Adele through that phase of her life, you know, so. Mm, I I know I get that. I completely agree. A hundred percent. I think you're being a bit tough on yourself though, because when I think back, you're such a caring and gentle soul that that's probably why I managed to navigate through quite a lot of it without feeling that we were battling through it. You know, I think that there's a lot that I reflect on now that I realise that I was very distant from you. I probably went very introverted into me and I put a lot more of my energy into the kids and projects and growing my business and probably pushed you away quite a lot from it. And it's one of these things that we don't really understand until we're through the other side. So again, if you're listening to this thinking, you know, my husband's coughing irritates me. You know, when he breathes in bed at night, it irritates me. Or snores or, you know, leaves a toilet seat up and you just think, Jesus, man, you know, you've, you're, how many times do we have to have these conversations? And then the conversations turn away because you think, what's the point? There's no point in me talking with you about it because you're not listening. And the point that Sean makes it there as well is really valid about the fact that had he known that it was menopause, had he known what to do with that, then he feels he would have been a better support. And it's a funny one, isn't it? Because who knows what's the right journey to take with this. There's, there is no training really for men out there right now. And the hope with this podcast episode is that we start to raise a little bit of some maybe top guidance pointers that if you are a female listening to this and have a male partner, so you're a, a wife to a husband, say, that you're able to maybe share this episode with him and say, listen to Sean's understanding of it. Listen to what he faced and how Adele and him have overcome it. And then equally going through this from, if you're a male listening to this, you know, not having the embarrassment or any type of vulnerability or shame because we don't need that. We need to openly talk to one another. You married each other because you loved one another. Never forget that. All right, so... I want to ask Sean a few questions and I think this is going to really generate some good guidance and topics for a lot of our males in our lives that we can help them to understand a bit more and us as women can be a little bit more aware yeah that men just do not understand they don't understand what we're facing they never will and they don't appreciate how they can help so a lot of men will ultimately retract the easiest thing for them to do is what I call the ostrich and that's, I'm just going to bury my head in the sand until this goes away. All right. And I'm, I'm kind of generalizing here. So no offense meant if you are a male who does not ostrich, you are in the minority. Most males will. And some females will. All right. So we just need to appreciate that the easiest thing to do in the psychology of the human brain is to retreat. And we will bury our head and hope that it will just go away. But this is not going to happen. So the easier that we can make this conversation between you and your partner, the better right now. So I want to appreciate then that with your experience, Sean, of being a husband to a wife who went through some early perimenopausal symptoms in this relationship, what do you remember being one of the biggest impacts for you that you kind of thought, you've talked about the fact that you thought that I was pulling away, that maybe I wasn't interested in our relationship anymore but what's one of the biggest memories that you maybe have that can help the listener to understand that a bit better? You touched a wee, a wee bit there on 
when we did have sex, how it was uncomfortable for you and, and there was blood and, and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I, I have a very vivid memory of, of after having sex one time and there was there was blood after it. You actually accused me of um, sleeping around and that you would potentially had picked up a sexually transmitted disease off of me, which I remember vividly. So it was kind of, you know, just sort of um, things that you used to come out with that seemed really irrational at the time to me um you know things that i know you wouldn't have ever come out with and it's so wild isn't it and and a normal state of mind and you've you've talked about you know leaving my trainers at the front door and you know i'm I'm not one for leaving toilet seats up but but simple things like that you know small things that used to trigger you so badly that never would have triggered you i mean before you went through this or we went through this together I could count on one hand how many arguments we had, but yeah. in in that sort of three, two, three, four year period, the amount of arguments we had was through the roof. It was unbelievable, and it just it didn't seem normal. Um, luckily, we're through that now, and we're back to our, our good old normal selves, and we don't don't argue too much. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I would say irrational thoughts I think probably sticks out in my head I think yeah. that's probably the big one for me you know I felt you were very irrational you didn't mean to be but you you were very irrational because of the hormonal changes and the things that you were experiencing in your body that you didn't understand yourself at that point in time and I didn't understand yeah and and you know I see it I, I can now reflect on other relationships you know, with other family members that I, I can think, I'm not naming anyone, um, but I can think back to seeing things happening in various family circles and think to myself, I think that person was maybe going through menopause. You know, mm, it's, it's, struggling. It's, it's, it's weird how you, you, you learn through the process and you pick up so many wee, wee pointers, you know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, my God, like I, I, now that you've said that, I'm like, God, yeah, I remember, I remember that. <gasps> It's wild. I completely remember that. But I do. I mean, it was from a female's perspective of that. The irrational thoughts came from the fact that I only ever bled. And it really hurt, actually, when we did have sex. And it was only ever me thinking, well, why is this happening? Is this because it is a sexually transmitted disease? Dr. Google, you've got a lot to explain. You know, when we jump on Google, we all of a sudden have all these things. And that's exactly where I was. I was deep inside Google thinking, why is this happening? It turns out, you know, after all the proper checks and everything, because I did make sure I had them, (laughs) the irrational brain and all, that actually it's because my vaginal estrogen was so low. So I was experiencing very bad vaginal challenges and problems, which we've spoken about in previous episodes. But actually, the bleeding was as a result of the fact that my estrogen was so low that it was very delicate there. And from the, the point of the view as well, that we probably were facing some fibroids or polyps. Again, they weren't able to be diagnosed for me at that point. They were probably so small. But I think where we get to with all of this is it's very valid what Sean's saying because that's an emotion that he felt and I hadn't stepped back before I'd opened my mouth and accused him on probably I I think it was more than one occasion wasn't it probably yeah (laughs) yeah not just the one so this is where we we do fall into these irrational thoughts and that's not something 
you know, I'm, I'm very secure within our relationship. But I remember thinking back to that point, you know, I'll be okay if I'm on my own. I can do life with two children on my own. And I don't know where that irrational thought process even came from. So, yeah, you've just reminded me of that. It's wild. So I suppose a question for me then, I'm turning, turning the question around to you, is that when you think back to that, do you think maybe in your subconscious you were thinking that you weren't given me enough sex and that I was maybe going out to get it elsewhere because of that? Oh, maybe. And is yeah, that what other, other couples are maybe experiencing out there? And that might be why there's a lot of relationships don't succeed you know they, 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 they do fall at that hurdle of menopause because they're not as strong as we were at that point in time or for whatever reason um, but do, do you think in your subconscious you were thinking you weren't giving enough out to me physically and I had to go or I was going and doing it elsewhere yeah maybe I, again I, like, I, I can't clearly think back to that exact moment but it's possible yeah very very possible I suppose when we look at this, you're, you're quite fortunate, we've touched on this already, that I am a menopause coach and educator and we talk a lot and openly about menopause and, you know, vaginas and sex ed and all that type of stuff in our household. Our girls are super lucky as much as they go, mum, mum, don't talk about it. But it's one of these things where, you know, it's important, right? It's super important. So in and amongst our friendship communities, I talk openly about menopause. I talk openly about the changes because it is my vision and my mission to make menopause mainstream. So having that kind of menopause coach and educator within the household, you do have that added advantage that we do openly talk about it. And being a male, it's probably one of these things where males don't tend to open up and talk about these things, do they? So have you ever been in an environment where any of your friends have mentioned menopause, knowing that I openly, obviously, you know, across social media talk about this, do they ever talk to you about it? No, I've never had anyone, even since you've been doing this line of business, I've never had any, anyone talk to me about menopause, ever. Mm. So there in itself lies an issue, right? We need to make it more mainstream in conversation and it needs to be, you know, the same as where maybe a relationship is feeling fractured or struck or fragmented because of illness. Menopause isn't an illness, but if your wife or partner had, say, for example, a debilitating physical injury, we would talk about it. We would ask how they're doing and what we can do to help. I think part of it is... A male, and I might be speaking out of turn here, but a male sees menopause as a female issue. Mm. A male doesn't see menopause as their issue. It's just something that a female will go through and has to get on with and, and, and get through the other end. They, and that's not because they're bad people. It's because they don't understand it. They don't understand. I never understood anything about menopause until you get into this Um you know, line of sort of, um, you know, business. So for me, now that I know what I know and I see what I see, personally, I think males would benefit um, for them as well as their partners and their kids, grandkids, everyone around them to, to know about menopause because I think that males can help in a big way just be recognising that, you know, I've, I've heard things of men leaving their partners because they're going through menopause and they want to go away and have a, a physical relationship. But if they knew that menopause was a, you know, it's something that can be worked through and, you know, 
it's something that their partner's going to come out the other end in a, in a good way and things will go back to how they remember them being before and you know they'll remember why they were with each other in the first place you know I think if males knew all of that then there would be less breakups I really do you know I think if males were educated mm. and I think not only males I think um, females need to be as you say it, it needs to be mainstream females need to understand menopause better you know, I've had other other family members that have went through menopause um, without any support or guidance from anyone, without any HRT, because they didn't they didn't even know they were going through menopause. You know, the doctors are telling them that they're depressed. Mm-hmm. So that, that that in itself is wrong. You know, that um, women are getting diagnosed with depression instead of being supported through menopause. Convert age, you don't need to preach to me, hundred <laughs> percent. So yeah, I hear what you're saying, and I do. I think this is something where when we when we talk about this and we make menopause mainstream, it becomes something that everyone, yeah, regardless of how we show up, if we are male, female, they, them, it doesn't matter who we are as human beings. Everyone needs to know because I think what's crazy about this as well is that. Unlike something like diabetes or thyroidism or any type of challenge that we might face with our human body, the menopause is an inevitable part of female journeys through fertility and life. Yeah, we we will. Nobody gets to skip it. Okay, so there's not this whole thing of, well, I might just get to skip it. 100% of women, and women make up 51% of the world's population right now in the year 2022, 100% of those 51% of women will go through menopause. 25% will face such a severe menopausal journey that they may resign from careers, like I did. They may find that it's very difficult to communicate with family members and become very, very introverted, losing those connections and relationships. They may walk away from relationships like marriages. And in fact, the majority, so between 60 and 70% of divorces in the UK are initiated by the female. So this is something where, and those females are normally, this came from a a family lawyer statistic, where those females are normally within the age category between 40 and 60. So what we appreciate is that that smack in the middle of your menopause, your perimenopause and menopausal years. So yes, This is so important that we talk about it. So what I want to do is just as we come to the close of this session together today, as we share this, I would love to invite Sean to give us maybe a little bit of an overview of if you are someone wanting to have a conversation. It doesn't matter if you're the male or the female in this relationship. Someone wanting to have a conversation with the other person in their relationship you're a partner too, and you want to understand more about it. What do you wish you'd known, Sean? What do you wish you'd known before I entered into the depths of my severity of my perimenopause symptoms? Probably very simple. I I wish I had known that it was perimenopause. If Mm. I had known it was perimenopause, then me being me, I probably would have went and did a bit of reading to try and understand what it was that you were going through to see how I could have helped you through it um, and by by getting a bit of background knowledge myself I would have felt comfortable to then approach you and say to you I think you're going through P 
perimenopause, as ridiculous as that probably would have sounded at that point in time as a sort of early to mid 30 year old 30s mm-hmm. woman, it probably would have sounded ridiculous. But you know, I remember you telling me the story of, of the young girl at 13 going through perimenopause, so it doesn't sound ridiculous to me anymore. Someone in their 30s going through menopause, but yeah, if if I knew what I know now, I think I would have tried to do a bit my own, my own research and, and understand menopause and try and therefore help you through it, I think. Mm, amazing. And my side of things then for ladies wanting to speak to their husbands and thinking, well, do you know what? He's not the type of guy that's going to sit and talk to me about this. And actually, I don't, you know, I, we never really talk. Like, we just don't talk about things. My encouragement for you would be to try and start that conversation to at least open up the communication again together to say, I really need to have a chat with you about something. You know, I'm I'm struggling. I'm really struggling with how I feel. I'm really struggling with how my body's changing. And I know you love me, but I need your help. And just saying those words, I need your help, is beautiful. It opens up this part of our heart. If you could visualize this little key unlocking a door inside your heart space. And regardless of whether that male in your life talks openly about things or not, that little key will open up that heart space. As soon as you say, I need your help. He's there for you. Okay. If he loves you, he's there for you. So you have that conversation and you just relay how you're feeling and what you're experiencing as best you possibly can. Before you even go into that conversation with them, jot down some bullet points on a pad of paper so that you don't miss anything out and just open up the conversation together. Yeah, you're not going to have the answers. He's not going to have the answers, but he just needs to listen. And if he can listen, then he can take little learnings away. You can direct him to this podcast. Like Sean said, you know, he would have wanted to have learned more. He would have wanted to understand more. And I love him for that. I love the fact that I know that those vows that we took together as husband and wife, for better, for worse, in sickness and in health, that they mean something to both of us and that we'll always be there to support one another. But yeah, menopause is something that we all, as women and as our partners, face. We need to be able to do it together. But as you were talking there, just reflecting on it again, saying about me learning more about it, I think the big learning and what it came from it for me is that, you know what, she does still love me. She's just gone through a particular journey in her life and just stick it out with her and uh, help her through it and get back to what you you, you were before. And also the, the silly arguments that probably would have escalated to a degree that they didn't have to if I had a known, you know, you know, it could have been just a right, okay, t- take that on the chin, walk away, let, let it dampen out on its own. But, you know, because you're in the moment and you don't realise what your partner's going through at that point in time, it escalates. So, you know, so many of these arguments could be de-escalated just, just by knowledge. That's probably the big, the big thing for me. I love it. Knowledge is key, isn't it? And we need to share it. It's only power when we shade it out and everybody else is aware of it. So 
I truly hope you have enjoyed this little behind the scenes <laughs> therapy session with Sean and I as we open up and talk about the experience that we have had as still, you know, we still class ourselves as young. As a young married couple, it's important that we're able to connect with one another. You know, like I said at the start, you've married for a reason. You've married because you're connected, you're in love and you want to spend your life together or you wouldn't have taken those vows together. So open up that conversation with each other. Okay, We all have that role and responsibility for making sure that we at least have awareness, if nothing else. We're not asking you if it does not feel like it floats your boat to go deep into the depths of understanding the ins and outs of menopause. But certainly, I believe, and I know that you do too listening to this, that everyone, every human being needs to understand the basics so that we can at least be aware and in that awareness, we have that knowledge. And in that knowledge, that's where the power connects us all back together. So thank you for being here and listening with us. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the conversations and us sharing our own experience as husband and wife. As always, you can reach out and you can ask me any questions. You can find me over on Instagram. So my handle is at the.menopausecoach. You obviously have all the links below in the show notes. And I'm also going to pop my amazing husband's Instagram handle there as well so that you can reach out if you are a male listening to this and want a male-to-male conversation. He is absolutely open and ready to have that conversation with you if you feel that you need that. So thank you so much, Sean. Thank you for being with us. I know you were nervous, but you did amazing. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) And until next time, I will speak to you all soon. Please do make sure that you are subscribed, you are following, you are liking, and you are reviewing these episodes. Every time you do, we get to grow further. And every time we grow, we reach more people. The more people we reach, the more we make menopause mainstream. I truly hope this episode has sparked something vibrant inside of you. I ask only one thing, to help keep these episodes coming, please subscribe and share with another in your life. That's how we reach more women worldwide and we help them step into their power. Because together we are working to remove any of the stigma and taboo that surrounds menopause. This does not need to be a daunting, a scary, a taboo time in anyone's life. So together, let's make menopause mainstream.